Welcome to Treasury Talk in Your Small Business, a podcast for small business owners hosted by Michigan State Treasurer Rachel Eubanks. Our trending topics with subject matter experts will include cybersecurity, tax prep, continuous improvement, economic impacts, and inclusion and diversity. Listen for takeaways that will support you and your company. Hello to our listeners. I'm Rachel Eubanks, and this is Treasury Talk. Our guest today is State Budget Director Chris Harkins. And I like to always say that Chris Harkins and I are like opposite sides of the state coin, same state coin. So he's responsible for coordinating all aspects of Michigan's $70 billion budget, and his insight on Governor Whitmer's proposed budget will help business owners understand the economic environment supporting their business. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Of course, we are so happy you're here. So recently, I got to attend uh, a very important presentation. So where you and the governor recently outlined the fiscal year 2024 executive budget recommendation to a joint session of the Appropriations Committees. What are some of the key highlights of the governor's budget proposal? Well, that's an excellent question. Um, I hope your your listeners are in for several hours worth of enjoyment here. Uh, when we what we've proposed is a is a seventy nine billion dollar total budget recommendation. Um, I think there's a lot of things that we would we'd really like to kind of highlight as a part of that, though. First, you know, the governor's really interested in in lowering costs for families. She's working to to provide people with opportunity and to provide children what they need to succeed. Um, they need great education, they need safe communities, and they need a strong, a strong state in which to do that. And I think that's what you see in the governor's budget. Specifically, uh, Treasurer, uh, the governor's made several recommendations um, in her in her budget proposal that have actually already been signed into law. Um, specifically, there. She's recommended changes for the working families tax credit to help ensure that families get themselves uh, above the poverty line. She's also recommended uh, changes to repeal the retirement tax and uh, deliver on promises that have been made to um, families many years ago. So those are both things that not only were included in that recommendation, but have already been passed by the legislature and signed. There's a lot of other great things that I, I think we'll expect to see over the next few months as the legislature engages with this recommendation. Um, specifically, I think we're really excited about the idea that we can provide school children with uh, free uh, access, a uh, universal access to uh, breakfast and lunch at school. We know that having good nutrition helps make sure students have uh, the the sort of uh, full bellies necessary to focus in the classroom. In addition, there's recommendations around increasing the amounts for students to the highest amounts ever, uh, and then partnering with with business. I, I think that's a piece that's often lost as we talk about the budget, but certainly there's a lot included that will uh, benefit business and 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 make sure that we are listening to the business community as they explain to us what the talent needs are of their of their future workforce. We've got a budget that's intended to reflect those needs and work with both large and small business providers uh, to help continue to improve the state. 
And I love that you ended on that point because anytime you go out and you talk to industry or major employers, you know, there's this conversation around where is the talent we need, you know, to both increase the amount of talent and increase, you know, the amount of training that talent has in order for us to be successful as a state uh, and with, with our businesses, all sizes of business. So you mentioned that Governor Whitmer recommended significant talent and workforce investments in her budget. So can we dive a little bit further into what those investments look like? Sure. Um, yeah, there's a lot included. I think I think you're right to highlight this. There's uh, first, I think one of the places that we've been really successful uh, in the last several years is is in the Michigan Reconnect program. So this is a program that helps to ensure that that people who are age 21 and I'm sorry, age 25 and older are able to reconnect um, and uh, both with with community colleges or certificate programs. And what the governor's done is she's not only continued to fund that, but she's also suggested a temporary reduction in age to allow for individuals who are 21 to have access to these reconnect pathways to make sure that they have a tuition-free road to to that skills training uh, that they need and that, that is necessary as we move forward. Similarly, the governor took some of our one-time pandemic dollars from the federal government, the ARP monies, and put them towards a reconnect bachelor's degree. And this pathway program will allow for people who've started their four-year college progress to get back into the classrooms as well. The governor's included $135 million for the Michigan Main Street Initiative, which is intended to support um, and start and grow and expand small and micro businesses. And this is on top of a $75 million appropriation that was signed in January in, in Public Act One that was also intended to support uh, small businesses and to provide additional resources to them and, and specifically to, to connect the, the micro and, and very small businesses to some state resources. So there's a lot going on there in terms of in terms of some of the business pieces, but there's also a lot of opportunity to connect with the state through things like the the successful Going Pro program. And so this is where the state has now established kind of a, a $55 million a year uh, Going Pro program that works with industry to help make sure that that the workforce is trained and skilled in, the, in their needs. The governor is also not only continuing that program at $55 million a year, but also suggests including an additional $35 million of, again, those, those ARP monies to make sure that we really bolster that program and that we use those American Rescue Plan dollars. They're one-time dollars, but we want to use them in a way where we can see the benefit over many years. And investing in our people with those dollars is a tremendous way to see that long-term benefit. Yes, that is an incredible amount of investment. And the focus that you just put on some of the, you know, higher education and post-secondary goals, I think is really important. Yeah, I think there's a lot of misconception when I'm out talking to groups about what the governor's 60 by 30 goal is really about. I think there's a conception that it's all about, you know, bachelor's degrees and higher, but really it's about, you know, trying to increase educational attainment through a number of different courses. Sure, bachelor's degree is one of them, but also the associate's degree, the professional credentials, all the things you talked on, and the support system that goes around, um, you know, creating those for individuals, I think is really, really important. So I appreciate you highlighting a number of those efforts. So, I mean, kind of shifting gears a little bit to the economy. So we know that when Michigan's economy is strong, small businesses thrive. Uh, what other investments are included in the proposed budget to strengthen the state's economy and communities? 
I, I think that's a great point, Treasurer. We we know that in order for the state to continue to be successful into this next century and to to really be a place where where our our kids and kids' kids want to stay, uh, we need to continue to invest in a, in our in the strong communities we have. So what you see in the budget is not only do we have some of those those focuses we talked about on the education piece, but but continuing we have investments in our communities like additional investments in in revenue sharing. Revenue sharing is is the primary method that the state pays local units of government. So you see our constitutional obligations are are certainly reflected in the in the budget recommendation. But on top of that, the governor's recommending a a five percent ongoing increase to local units of government and a five percent one-time increase to those local units. And then this year is also suggesting an additional 2% on top of that, that is specifically intended for, for local units to improve on their public safety measures. And that that's an ongoing amount. And then on top of that is another 5% for that new, for that new pot as well. So you see ultimately a uh, 17% increase or recommendation for our, our local units of government. And that includes cities, villages, townships, counties. Uh, so there's a lot to be to be pleased with specifically around revenue sharing, but we also have investments in things like uh, regional empowerment. So this is a suggestion the governor's included for $200 million that would go to regions to partner with the state through a grant program to make sure we use we use state resources all around the state to ensure that that locals have the support they need to, to make some transformative investments in, in themselves. Additionally, we have another $100 million recommended for for downtowns so downtowns i know we've seen significant changes over these last few years as, as you and i have seen in terms of how everyone works uh, and, and what that means and we know that's the issue as well for business and for government and so as people try to maneuver what that looks like with downtowns we think that there there's a real avenue for the state to assist and make sure that our downtowns are are still commercial centers and places for people to live and work so there's a lot there. One of the other things that I think is is particularly important, Treasurer, is is a focus on on ensuring that we have the housing necessary to support these really important endeavors around around big business. And so, as the state has really put put a lot of effort into securing some large transformative projects. We also know that we need to make sure we have, as you point out, the communities that support those those large investments, and that's often with smaller businesses and and people who want to live there. And so we've got to make sure we've got the the housing necessary too. So for the first time, I think perhaps ever, we'll have to check. But for the first time, we've got an ongoing revenue stream available now for affordable housing through Mishta. And where we've also secured additional funding for the revitalization and placemaking program over at MEDC to ensure that we can also work with locals to get improvements made on vacant land and to to really make sure that that the communities where we are we have successfully attracted business investment continue to grow with that new investment. 
And I love how you focused on that the thriving communities is really the cornerstone to success for, you know, so many businesses and especially small businesses. And you started off talking about revenue sharing and some of those historic increases, both on a one-time and on an ongoing basis. And, you know, looking back on revenue sharing for communities, if you look back to the 20, uh, the early part of the this millennium, so the years 2000, 2001, that was the last time, the high watermark for local units of government and the revenue sharing. And over time, you know, they had those dollars cut and it's taken a long time to restore them. And it was just last year where they got to on a nominal basis where they were kind of in that 2000, uh, 2001 category. So it's taken a long time and lots of investment to catch them up. And I'm sure, um, you know, those dollars are much needed to invest in those communities. Um, so this has been really, really great. Um, I always appreciate, you know, how knowledgeable you are about every component of this enormous budget. And uh, thank you so much for bringing your expertise to this podcast and sharing with small businesses everything that you know. So um, with that, yeah, with that, uh, I will thank you for joining us. And if you have any last words, happy to hear those. Oh, I, you know, I think my my last words are always that it's it's just a pleasure to be able to do this. Uh, I, I appreciate the partnership that that you, Madam Treasurer, and your team at Treasury always afford us at the Budget Office, and it is a true honor for me to be here um, representing the people of the state of Michigan, and uh, and I really appreciate the opportunity to join that with you today. Thank you.